The Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, Episode 9. Welcome back to the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast. I'm Jim Gaston, your host. Last time we reviewed an article in the Bulletin of the San Diego County Medical Society, written by Dr. Howard B. Kirtland, Jr., a medical doctor and surgeon. He wrote about his experiences at the 8th Congress of the Pan-Pacific Surgical Association held in Honolulu in 1960. He noted that many attending this conference became afflicted with a strange and wonderful malady called Polynesian paralysis, which produces a disinclination to hurry and an overwhelming desire to cast away the worries of the past and future and enjoy the present. Now, of course, Polynesian paralysis is not a disease or medical condition, but this was the first documented use of the term Polynesian paralysis by a medical professional that I could find. Today, we're going to examine a book written in 1963 by Stan Delaplane. The book is titled Pacific Pathways. One interesting note about this book is that it has no copyright. The book and illustrations are in the public domain and can be freely copied and made available to the public. Another interesting note about the book is that it makes a reference to Polynesian paralysis both in Hawaii and Tahiti, well, actually Bora Bora. This is the first time Polynesian paralysis was used to describe an experience outside Hawaii. Before we get started, let me address another question I often get about Polynesian paralysis. Some people wonder if Polynesian paralysis is a mystical experience. The answer is, uh, maybe, or it could be. Mystical experiences are hard to describe and vary widely from different cultures and individuals. If you consider a mystical experience as part of a religion or religious organization, or involving drugs, pharmaceuticals, psychedelics, or narcotics, then the answer is no. That is not what Polynesian paralysis is about. However, if you consider a mystical experience as something that can happen spontaneously, involves being connected to nature, and resulting in a positive or life-changing experience, then that sounds more like Polynesian paralysis. I doubt that anyone who has a mystical experience would describe it as Polynesian paralysis. However, someone who experiences Polynesian paralysis might say they had a mystical experience. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. Let's get back to the book we're reviewing today. Stanton, or Stan, Delaplane, was born in 1907 in Chicago. He was a travel writer and worked at the San Francisco Chronicle for 53 years. That's right, 53 years. He won a Pulitzer Prize in 1942 and was a war correspondent in the Pacific from 1944 to 1945, so he traveled around the Pacific during this time. In 1953, he began writing a syndicated humorous travel column called Postcards, which he continued until his death in 1988. Stan lived in San Francisco, and his final column ran on the day he died. Besides winning a Pulitzer Prize and writing the book, Pacific Pathways, Stan is credited with introducing Irish coffee to the United States. With the help of his friend, Jack Copler, who was the owner of the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco, the two men spent hours and hours perfecting the process of mixing sugar, coffee, Irish whiskey, and cream to make the perfect Irish coffee. So the next time you're in San Francisco and want to taste some history, 
Visit the Buena Vista Cafe at the corner of Hyde and Beach Streets. You can get there on the cable car going to Fisherman's Wharf. Okay, let's get back to today's feature book, Pacific Pathways, written by Stan Delaplane in 1963. This book is an account of Stan's travel to the many islands and places around the Pacific. He notes that it's not a directory, but a guide to get you started exploring the many different cultures and beautiful tropical landscapes of the Pacific. The book covers Hawaii, Japan, Hong Kong, the Philippines, Malaysia, Australia, New Zealand, and Tahiti, in that order. So let's start with Hawaii on page one. Stan notes that the best time to visit Hawaii is anytime. The year-round trade winds keep the climate comfortable all year round. On page two, he notes that there's a fish in Hawaii that is shorter than its name, the reef triggerfish, also known as the Hawaiian triggerfish, or by its Hawaiian name, This fish became the Hawaiian official state fish in 1985. When you get to the beach in Hawaii and go snorkeling, look for this beautiful and friendly little fish. On page four, he writes, There are no health problems in Hawaii except sunburn and overeating. On page eight, he mentions Polynesian paralysis for the first time. He writes that Hawaii is full of beautiful people, the Polynesian that was stirred in to keep everybody a little on the slow downside. That and the sun and the surf and a soft climate. It's a shame to work in. Visitors get what is called Polynesian paralysis. You lie down and you can't get up again. Stan provides a rather complete tourist guide to Hawaii. The best hotels, restaurants, shopping, nightclub, entertainment, and tours. He includes activities on the outer islands as well as Honolulu. The next 200 pages of his book are filled with information about the other islands or destinations in the Pacific, but no mention of Polynesian paralysis until page 252, where he describes a hotel in Bora Bora. When Stan wrote about life in Bora Bora, the Hotel Bora Bora was only a few years old and it was the only hotel on the island. Today, the lagoon in Bora Bora is famous for the many overwater resorts and bungalows. According to the novelist James A. Michener, Bora Bora is so stunning that there are really no adequate words to describe it. Stan writes in his book that the new Bora Bora Hotel had problems getting local people to work. He states on page 252 that they have the same natural problem that plagues the hotels in Tahiti, that is, Polynesian paralysis. He goes on to say, This is a thing the islanders have long been used to. It attacks the newcomers as well. You sit down, you don't want to get up or go to work. The owner of the Bora Bora Hotel told Sam, It's pretty hard to convince anyone to work when he can just pick breadfruit and bananas and coconuts out of his front yard, and the sea is full of fish. As an example, the hotel owner points to a small fishing party in the lagoon. He describes how the local fishermen use nets to pull 200 fat tuna from the ocean. That's enough food to feed the families for a week, he says. All the other food grows naturally. You don't have to plant it. It just grows. It appears that life on Bora Bora is relaxing, and it's also easy to experience Polynesian paralysis in this tropical paradise. Stan describes Bora Bora as the last paradise. One final note about Bora Bora. 
It's actually pronounced porapor with a P in the Tahitian language. They don't have the letter B in the Tahitian alphabet. Borabor is the French way of pronouncing the island name. So today we've looked at two examples of the use of the term Polynesian paralysis in the 1963 book Pacific Pathways by Stanton Delaplane. He describes his personal travels to Hawaii and Bora Bora, where visitors and locals experience Polynesian paralysis, or the inclination to sit down, relax, enjoy life, and avoid work. Now you can see why so many consider Polynesian paralysis as a sensible approach to mindfulness. Have you experienced Polynesian paralysis? If so, then please contact me. You can use the online form at rxaloha.com or send me an email at info at rxaloha.com. For more information about Polynesian paralysis, please visit our website at rxaloha.com. Until next time, please take a few minutes each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. Enjoy Polynesian paralysis.